0: on their third quarterback it is a victory Tuesday it is a celebration first win of the season welcome to the doghouse on SB Nation's dog by nature brought to you by clevelandwhiskey.com Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland we were all nervous Were the Browns gonna be upset what happened Matt it was not the prettiest victory but damn it I'll take it on the road Browns are one and one
1: you know, I think a lot of people had this team one-and-one one, uh, after the first two weeks when they did the schedule game, but they had it flipped. Right. They had a, a win against the Titans and a loss on prime primetime, but uh, Brown split flipped it around and had a redemption win. You know, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but it always have to be.
0: No, no. Um,
1: yeah, I'm quite for certain the Patriots and Patriots. Rams would tell you that that was one of the ugliest Super Bowls they played. Uh-huh. The Patriots don't care because they got number six. Doesn't matter, man. They, on the wall. They, yeah. they got another Lombardi. So Doesn't matter. As long as you win, it, it, that's that's the important thing. You want more points from the board than your opponent does at the end of the game. and Like you said, it wasn't for Austin Cyber made all of his field goals. I'm he happy. He extended role. And Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. So if get the playmaker,
0: Oh, You got him. Let's get to that in a a moment here. You can get us on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at MattFleurJancic, Instagram, at AndyMCSports, at Sports. And, folks, you know what I did last night? It was late one, but I made sure to toast myself in the, the fourth quarter, have a little Browns victory toast with Cleveland whiskey i went with the underground hickory wood that's my personal favorite but you could black cherry award-winning it's also spectacular the original bourbon you can make some cocktails you can find those recipes uh, on their instagram at cleveland whiskey or cleveland not just available in cleveland all over ohio and the usa so check it out cleveland for a location near you got to check out the website they do it differently the technology is great the people are it's a family business so cool and really nice to get to celebrate that victory with them, com. So Matt, let, let's begin here. Browns won by 20. Love it. Um, they started with Trevor Simeon, and you know I kind of talked myself into, well, he's 13-11 and 11 as a starter, and well, if the defense is good, like right off the bat, he was just squashed. And Miles Garrett had himself a evening, sir. Three sacks. First one, I, I read, for, uh, first three-sack game for a Brown since Paul Kruger. In 2014, Garrett was feasting. Yeah, he was, and he probably could have had a couple more had it not been for
1: some issues with controlling himself, which is becoming yeah. a trend that I'm, I didn't weird. necessarily expect out of Miles Garrett. But he you know, picked up another couple penalties last night. Uh, actually, he got two on one play. One was obviously declined, but... He's got to clean that up, and mm-hmm. if he really wants to be the defensive player of the year and the guy that we all think he can be, uh, he's got to clean that up. But when it comes to pass rushing, uh, Miles is, is uh, unblockable. But then the judge didn't even try to block him on the on the first sack. I know. He <laughs> shot through the gap,
0: and
1: he, n- literally no one touched him. And it's like, nah, it's a guy you might want to pick up.
0: Yeah, hey, hey, Greg Williams. I know you're cocky, but um, you know, uh, 95 is kind of nasty. And Trevor Simeon, I don't know how that dude walked off the field. I-, I thought that oh, that had that sick kind of wobble and bend to it. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery because he seems like a, he just seems like a good dude. But that that was ugly. And Luke Falk, I thought did a, a you know what a, a fair showing for a guy pretty much off the street, off the practice squad. I, I thought you know, he started the week on the practice right? squad, right? And ended up playing on a Monday night. Wow! In a in a huge game,
1: and, and by all accounts, he did move the ball. Yeah, he was. Um, it's they, okay. They had a little bit of success, and the thing with quarterbacks, how have offense? They It's all based on rhythm, and when a quarterback gets hot, I mean, it'll look out because that can turn a game on a dime. Yeah, and he had a nice couple drives going there. Where they were really moving the ball, and then you know something happened that prevented
0: uh, you know prevented them from scoring a touchdown. Matt, I gotta ask this just as a as side: Olivier Vernon uh, is this good dude going to do something? Like he's to- he seems totally invisible. I-, I thought he would be like with the uh, any extra attention to Miles Garrett, he'd be out there. He had one sack last night. He had no. He didn't appear on this uh, on the box score a week before. Like, am I missing something, or is he just not? As dynamic as we were hoping for off the, off the line.
1: That may be part of it. The other part is the other guys are getting home, so he doesn't necessarily need to well, uh, be that yeah. 12, 13, 14 slot guy, but I mean, I'd take it if it came that way. But uh, it, I think as time goes on, Steve Wilkes will find what. Olivier Vernon does best in work to free him up to do that thing. Right. Uh, I'm not worried yet, but it, he was brought in to help balance the defensive line, and quite honestly, three guys are making plays, and
0: one's not. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it's. And Joe Schobert, 10 solo tackles, 13 total. Guy, Joe Schobert may have had the game of his career. He was phenomenal last night he was all over the place that's what you want in your uh, uh kind of your, your captain on the linebacker side he was great uh, matt you mentioned it off the top you know i was smiling i would have liked the touchdowns but i will take the austin cyber three for three long of 48 made both extra points if nothing else comes out of this game outside of the win this has to be a confidence builder for cyber himself and the team around him because that was good jamie uh, uh jamie Gillen was pinning guys in with the big, booming leg. His placement was better. I thought it was a banner day for the kickers, too.
1: Yeah, a good day for the specialists overall. And the, the one thing about that is I think it took till the end of the third quarter for, the, for, uh, for Gillen to have a punt actually return against them. Hmm. The Jets had called several fair catches uh, in the first half. But, yeah, it was a good day. For the kickers no doubt uh cyber looked good on the field goal and that means gillen looked good too because he's hoping for the field goals right he he can kick the hell out of that thing but he's getting better at placing it and you combine those kind of skills Whew. you you could talk about uh a really special punter that's that nice. could really change field position
0: Yep. I like that. Mac Wilson didn't look too out of place uh, being in there having to fill in as the starter on defense. But, Matt, listen, the defense is great. Uh, offense is what sells tickets. Odell Beckham Jr., longest career touchdown, 89 yards, 161 yards total on six catches and a score. Matt, you saw how special this player is. Makes the catch. He just pulled away from everyone. But it wasn't just straight speed. Like, it was the shiftiness. It was the technique. This is... Well well, I think very safe to say the most talented wide receiver the Browns have had since they've come back. Uh, he's on the short list. I'd say top two. Uh,
1: I know he's had a lot of issues off the field, but
0: Josh Gordon is still one of the best athletes I've
1: ever. Ah, uh, yep. You know what? Seen play the game of football. Fair, fair.
0: Uh, yep.
1: And they were talking about that on the broadcast yesterday about not too many guys could do what Beckham just did, and I'm like, and they were trying to name. Guys, was on the radio broadcast on the way home. they were trying to name guys in the league that could do it. And they're like, well, Tarnie Kill can probably do it. This guy can do it. And I'm like, you guys are missing the obvious one, dude. Because JG, we know, can yeah. flat out fly. And Fair enough. It was actually, ironically not bringing up Josh Gordon. That touchdown reception last night was the longest uh, pass play for the Browns since Josh Gordon caught a 95-yarder from Brandon Weedman. So oh God. it's been a minute since they had a play like that. But uh, it was good to see. He caught the, First of all, Baker did an excellent job to recognize that there was going to be a hole in the zone. And I don't know how you leave a guy like Beckham Jr. that wide open. He caught the ball 10 yards down the field and then muscled his way through the next 79 yards. Um, tight hamstrings, mind you. And still hit Pater. And it was it was an incredible show of athleticism and what he can do. And man,
0: he just he had himself a homecoming to remember. Oh, There's no yeah. doubt about that. He was clocked at twenty one miles per hour too, folks, at top speed. There you go. That's that's your and he that's thinks he can lying. go faster. He but thinks he, he can go faster too. That's that's the crazy part. Um Matt
1: Yeah
0: scary as your defender. Well yeah. Now, David Njoku, um, boy, I, I, the way he fell on his head and neck, if it was a normal man, uh, you might have a broken neck right there. Any update on Njoku? Last we heard he was in uh, concussion protocol. Is this just kind of a wait and see to see if he can go for Sunday, or, or should we expect him to miss yeah, a little bit? Well, well, with the short week, I think it's going to be asking an awful lot
1: of him to be ready for Sunday. Yeah. I don't necessarily see him getting through the protocol that fast. Uh, I think you're going to have to rely on Seals-Jones, Brown, and Harris uh, at least in the week of practice leading up to the game. Maybe if he clears it by Thursday uh, and gets on the field uh, for Friday's practice or Saturday's walkthrough. But I would not – because concussions are so personal in terms of Mm -hmm. the timetable that you recover from them, I wouldn't necessarily expect him on six days to be ready to go again. No, I'm, I, I'm with you. I mean, maybe he would be, but I personally, I, I, if I were him, I would tell him, don't, it's not worth the risk. You know, it's one game in the Long middle of season. September. But, you know, ultimately that's going to be up to the independent neurologist to clear him through the protocol and for him to actually go through a practice and then get tested to see if he's – still at his baseline, or if he's experiencing any setbacks. It's a long journey back from these things now, and that's the way it should be. You should not rush anything that's that uh, has to do with
0: above the shoulders, in my opinion. So we'll see, but I, if I were a betting man, I'd bet against it. And that'll be interesting to see how the snaps are divvied up after that. Seals Jones has always had... An athletic upside. He just hasn't really been able to stay healthy. I think maybe the biggest beneficiary, Matt, certainly not anywhere close to Njoku's size, but speed wise, slot wise, I think Tijuan Taylor could have a showing on Sunday. I think he might get some more snaps and it'd be him picking up the offense a little bit more. Um, what do you think of that? Uh, who's going to benefit most from Najoku being out if he does miss the game? It depends on if Higgins can get back and be healthy. Mm. He was an active loser. a little
1: a leg injury, and it would be nice to see whether he can bounce back and get through the week of practice healthy. I think he would be the ideal um, guy to take some of those uh, receptions that Njoku would leave on the table. Not that he's going to play tight end, but if he plays in the slot
0: with
1: Beckham and Landry, you know, that that over-the-middle steam stuff will be there, and He's shown that he can do that. I mean, hell, he caught a touchdown pass in the opener on a scene, route. Right? So, I think he would, he would be a guy that I would uh, would look at. That if he's healthy, he would uh, he would be able to take some of those receptions away. And, and I did make a slight blunder. It was
0: not a touchdown. It set up a touchdown, a long reception in the opener. So, I wanted to point that oh, right. out. All right. yeah right right right. Uh- so, okay, so we got, we got Higgins there. The run game, Matt, Nick Chubb, um, he looked he, – he was swallowed up at, at times. The average overall doesn't look good, but he broke a couple, and he, he looks powerful. Like, he looks – and I, I just think, again, Freddie Kitchens needs to find more creative ways to get the ball in his hands. He had some nice catches as well, but you've got to keep working that run and not get away from it. That seemed to, to happen a little bit again last night. Yeah,
1: um, with Nick, it's, it's it's hard to analyze him by yards per carry because he's going to have a lot of two and yeah, four-yard yeah. runs, and then he's just going to chip away at you, and then he's going to find a seed and then take a 20-plus. He has that kind of explosive ability. People don't give him the credit for that, but he's very fast, and he's a very intelligent runner. And by what, what I mean by that is he, he is very analytical in his – Approach. He does good film study, he just kind of keeps his mouth uh, shut, and his comments to himself flies under the radar, just absorbs everything and tailors it to how he needs to, to be effective on the field. Yeah, And that is the kind of back that you need as a bell cow throughout your entire season. That's and
0: it,
1: hey, he, he is impressive in a lot of ways. Uh, I told you this multiple times during training camp, just in messages back and forth. Never seen anybody practice harder than Nick Chubb. Not especially a starter him. who knew he was gonna have the job. I mean, he hustled his way down the practice field. He is a legitimate NFL starter, but he works like he's a practice squad guy. That's like what you he's want. Just trying to make the team. And man, I tell you what, that that draws so much respect, not only from guys like you and me, but from his teammates. They all to a man have said that Nick Chubb is
0: the kind of guy you want in your locker room. I mean, they they did a really good job picking him up in the second round. That's a that's a tremendous pickup. I thought the Ernest Johnson uh, replacing Dontre Hillier not as a, a rushing the football, but as a pass catcher. I kind of liked him uh, slotted out. He was a little bit dynamic, averaged 14 yards on three catches. Right? I, I thought Jarness Johnson had a nice little uh, showing for himself as maybe somebody they can use down the stretch, too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he looked pretty good. Yeah, right. right?
1: They needed somebody to look good in that role because you have to spell two once in a while. Uh, and I mean, he proved in camp that he could handle you know, being in the backfield on third down and having to block and stuff like that. But uh, he's proving a little bit more elusive than I think we gave him yeah. credit for, too. And that's the word that,
0: I was looking that for. That was a pleasant surprise. Elusive, that's that's the word. Yeah, I like that. You're listening to the Doghouse on SB Nation, Dogs by Nature, Andy McNamara, with Matt Jensen. brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Head on over to clevelandwhiskey.com. Check out their great products and where you can pick yourself up some Cleveland Whiskey near you. Okay, Matt, let's get to our guy, Baker Mayfield, 19-35, 325 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 83.6 quarterback rating uh had the big had some big chunk plays the one to odell beckham jr obviously had a nice one um to uh, uh dearness johnson as well as damian ratley 29 plus yard. Ratley, landry had a 25 yeah. yard. but matt Wood stood out to me and the win of course we take it and it's growing with new weapons i just feel and it's partly freddie kitchens with the play calling you gotta earn the deep ball and you're going to get yourself socked at some point if you don't take the underneath the easier completions to then open up that deep game. I thought he was going for home runs the whole night.
1: Yeah, and he even alluded to that in his post-game press conference. 19-35 to 35 is not necessarily what he wants. 3.25 is good on the yardage, but yeah. still you, you, he's, re- and the good thing is he's recognizing that he has to take the underneath stuff sometimes and live to fight another down. But and on and all he slipped that pass to Beckham. I don't think anybody had that going, 89 yards for a touchdown. No, so that's, that, was know, so that was 10 yards. That That's actually, an example. if you get a guy on a crossing route with a step or two on a defender, he's going to get yards
0: after the catch. 100%. And you just have to put it in a spot where he can do that. That's about scheming. That's about play calling. What do you think of Freddie Kitchen's game that he called there, uh, Matt? And, you know what, let's give – Let's give credit to Greg Williams, too. They kept Baker. They were throwing some exotic looks at him and stuff like that, mixing up different coverages, man to look like zone, zone to look like man, and it was um, a, a little tricky. But the the game plan called. Score aside, just just kind of overall, um, I think Freddie was better than game one. We didn't have as many penalties, of course, to work with, but I still think he has some ways to go, too. Oh, yeah, he didn't, he'll, he didn't hit that. Himself that he's he's a
1: work in progress. His team is a work in progress till the season's over. So uh, having having that self awareness in a head coach is good because we've seen the exact opposite in recent years where a guy wasn't self aware
0: mm. and it all
1: fell apart on him. Yeah, when Freddie, you know understands that part of the equation that you do have to look to better yourself. You don't have to be Greg Williams and who invented everything that ever had to do with football. Ah. You don't have to be Hugh Jackson, ah. who's the greatest offensive mind in the history of the NFL. You know, you just have to be Freddie Kitchens, the play caller that gets his guys in good position. And in the second half, he looked like he did a much better job. Uh, Baker was a little bit more comfortable. Eight to twelve after the half. Uh, he was just eleven to twenty-three at the half. So uh, I, I was happier with the play calling but still recognizing that there's a long way to go and they played a, they played a banged up jet squad real on both banged sides up size of the ball yeah. and it took them a quarter and a half to get a touchdown so yeah. th- there's always something to work on and I think starting faster and sustaining that start would be the the things that would be most important moving forward
0: especially against the juggernaut that you got coming in on sunday night well and that's that's the thing too and it's Cleveland week folks I'm coming baby coming to see you Matt, on Friday getting down to town Friday morning we'll do a doghouse uh Friday from uh Casa de Florjancic there and we'll we'll do a a live dog house and we'll we'll pop that up there and have a lot of fun for the the family barbecue and and get ready for that one, but Matt, maybe this is like something where okay, you got the Rams coming up, but now you work through a few more of the kinks, and and now you can become even more polished and hopefully um, play at a higher efficiency level on offense versus that Rams team because you can't be making some of the same mistakes you made against this Jets club with the Rams. Not if you want to keep Baker Mayfield upright, yeah, and healthy. You can't. Um, I think the offensive line had
1: a much better performance against the Jets. Uh, they were given a little bit of a break because Mosley was out and Quentin Williams was, was out. But they're not going to get as lucky this week with Aaron Donald coming down. No. To I mean, he essentially ruined the Saints season with one paw swap to Drew Brees. So uh he 99 you should post that number everywhere in the facility this week and know where the hell he's at at all times.
0: All times. Yeah, and Matt, too. That's a, that's time a... He steps off the damn bus from the <laughs> and gets back on the plane. Where is he eating? not know where that cat is. Yeah. Where is he going to be? And the thing is, Matt, that's another example of what we were talking about. Shorter underneath routes. You try to hold on the ball, throw deep, deep bombs, Aaron Donald's going to be in your face real quick. Yeah, he, you know,
1: I I was lucky enough to cover him at the Senior Bowl, and everybody was questioning him about his height, and he was too small to play D tackle, this, that, and the third. He was by far the most athletic defensive lineman that I've seen at the Senior Bowl, and really, other than Sean Rogers, he was probably the most athletic defensive lineman I've ever seen wow. uh, in, since covering the NFL, so I, I thought he could be good, and be a good player. I didn't know he could be otherworldly good, but you know he had good numbers in production at Pitt. He was as strong. He's strong as knots. I mean that dude is massive and he is strong, but he's also explosive. So you really do have to make sure that you keep him out of the pocket. Otherwise, your your quarterback is going to be playing from the seat of his pants.
0: You don't want that. No. Oh, no. God, no, absolutely not. Good thing, too, Matt, as we wrap up our Victory Tuesday edition of Cleveland Whiskey's The Doghouse. Penalties uh, cut in half, and I think, too, so you see nine penalties for 85. We have to keep in mind, two or three of those were purposefully taken delay of games on fourth down. Yep. So really, it was, what, seven, six to seven penalties.
1: Yeah, it's still uh, higher than... Average number that you want, but it's seven, on the right track. Legit, something is a hell of a lot better than what they were dealing with at week one. Oh. So an eighteen, they're,
0: oh.
1: they showed marked improvements in that department, and hopefully Miles Garrett learns what the hell the struggle really is on a quarterback and doesn't land on a guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can avoid some more of those penalties. And, and I'm not trying to say Miles is you know, a bad player, a dirty player, just not paying attention to what he's doing. Mike Miles is very dedicated to his craft, but he has to adjust to how the officials are calling
0: you again. Oh you and I think he will do that in time. Right. Hopefully he better start. You cannot be having it, giving the Rams any extra breaks there. All right, Matt as we wrap up game ball time, baby. Game ball. Who do we got? Browns twenty three oh, to geez. three.
1: It's been a while since right?
0: away, <laughs> huh? I know. <laughs> Usually I'm the one who forgets it. Twenty three to three, Browns over the Jets um, my game ball. You know what? I'm going to give it to Joe Schobert. I know the obvious one is Odell Beckham Jr. And, and that night, and what a marvel! But if I go a little bit off the board, I think Joe Schobert. No, I know third, second, and third string quarterback and whatever. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was the emergency quarterback. That would have been hilarious. But Joe Schobert, 13 total tackles, and I think uh, one tackle for a loss. He really elevated himself, being a little bit of a taking a little bit of a. Of a uh, I don't know, a knock, I guess, last season. No, he's not a sound tackler and all that. I thought he had a, his best game of his career. So you got to keep that up, Joe Shover, because Jared Goff likes to go, likes to go um, underneath a little bit, right? And he likes to go short. So if they can keep that up, that would be tremendous.
1: Yeah, you, the short game is what Shover really has to watch out for, and I thought he did a, a pretty good job last night. He missed a couple of tackles, but still 13 total. And yeah. 10 solos. You're, you're doing a lot of things right. If you're putting yourself in that position. So uh, I can't disagree with that game ball. I-, I guess I'm going to be the obvious one and say, hey, happy homecoming to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. thought he had a hell of a day. And w- it was kind of cool because you wouldn't talk about the celebration after the touchdown. But to me, it seemed like he had grabbed the key, turned the lock, opened the door, and said, I'm home." Oh, and so I'm back. Yeah. And I, I thought that was, that, that's how I interpreted it. He wouldn't say.
0: But, <laughs> okay. You
1: know, if, I, I think he made a statement to the New York media. I think he made a statement to the Giants because Lord knows that some of his former teammates were watching. And I really, really think. That He was just relieved to help out in a victory, but yeah. to do it on that stage with the bright lights of Broadway shining not that far away, uh, he really put on a show for the ages. It was a day
0: watch. Yeah, it really was, and we saw some elite talent showcased. We're going to need more. He's going to be under the bright lights again Sunday night against the Rams in Cleveland, Sunday night football. We'll have a doghouse to you on Friday to tee up that game. That'll be our live from Cleveland episode. I'll be down there. Matt, I can't wait, buddy. Great stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Andy. We'll see you at the end of the week. Absolutely. Find his work, WKYC.com slash sports on Twitter at Matt Fleur. myself at AndyMC81. You've been listening to SB Nation's Dogs by Nature, The Doghouse, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Go Browns!